Touchdown Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! What's going on, everybody? Sam here with Nick. Titans Unfiltered Music City Miracles back here again. Wrapped up the preseason with another win, an electric win, by the way. Uh, I was I was at that game, and I, I got like I, I got to tell you, the crowd actually was pumped. It was, that place was rocking when uh, Woodside ran that run in, and I remember I remember tweeting it out. I was like, "Man, Woody, way to keep your job, man!" Like, it was <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to that. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah maybe not. <laughs> But yeah. there were a lot of people that were like, "Uh, oh, no, man. But I was like, yeah, I was like, I get it. But uh, he, it he was did still, his best, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did what he – He, I mean, it was a great drive and a great way to end the preseason. It was the kind of play that was really uh, – it really was like super amped up in the stadium mm-hmm. to kind of get ready to get the energy going going into the season. I, I want to say like come week one, whenever the Giants come into town – it's going to be a really, really hard place to come and win a ball game. Put it that way. Yeah, I didn't go to this most recent game, but I went to um, the Bucks game before that. It was actually the first time uh, I took my daughter to a football game, so that was a cool experience. Um, you know, we took her up to the 300s where she got to experience, you know, drunk football fans. They were already out. Uh, they're already fully ramped up for the season. So yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed with like the crowd. I, I was expecting it to be, you know, it wasn't a hundred percent full or anything, but everybody right. was into it. And I think it's kind of just like a result of, um, you know, you, I think I saw the stat earlier on Twitter that Titans have gone like six seasons without a losing season or it's like, no, I think it was Lawan is the only member left on the Titans team who was here when they had a losing season. Oh man. So like, yeah, I think they've just continually, you know, we haven't won a Super Bowl or anything, but just having winning seasons really like fosters um, like that fanhood. And especially with like, you know, so many people are moving to town and like, I think younger people are getting into it maybe more than they used to. Um, So I'm excited to see what that looks like once we hit the regular season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, uh, the culture here is, it's definitely – I know that we've had such high expectations in a few of the seasons that we've had mm-hmm. to where uh, there's been a lot of heartbreak uh, because of how high the expectation has been. But at the same time, I feel like they, they, it would be really easy to take it for granted a little bit because of the fact yeah. that we have been spoiled with the fact that we've had a lot of, a lot of great success with the way that our culture is. It's a really – great fan base that we've been able to be a part of because of the fact that we know going into a season that more likely than not, it's going to be a winning season so that we don't have to go into it. We could, yeah. I mean, I mean, their fan base is like the Lions. And so, and then, yeah. I mean, and they say like Cleveland, like, and they say Cleveland, they have like a great fan base, even with the losing season and stuff <laughs> like that. So, but I, me personally, like as emotionally invested as I get into like a, a, a game, it would be so hard for me. Like, I, I could just, like, my blood pressure is already through the roof. Yeah. So, like, it's, this is just so much as, that goes into it. So, it's just something that I think that we should just be thankful for, the fact that we get to witness that. And I yeah. think that there's a lot of stuff that I think that J-Rob and, uh, you know, Amy and uh, Coach Ravor are doing to kind of 
continue to kind of build mm. on that, that I think it's, we might not be able to see it from, from like our view, but I know that from like yeah. their level that from where they're looking at it, they're like, look, we got to build for years to come. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what, like, I feel how John Robinson builds his team is, is like to always be competitive and to th- think three steps ahead. So you don't have huge dips. Cause I think, you know, if you are a big market team, you can survive those dips easier than a small market team like Tennessee, who, you know, I think every fan, every real fan can say that if the season doesn't end in a Super Bowl win, by definition, it's a failure, right? Like that's, that's the ultimate goal every year. But from a realistic standpoint, like people want to watch a good product. And so a winning team is just going to be easier for fans to get into and to watch than a losing team. And so I think that's part of like, you know, it is a business and everybody wants to win, but at the same time, I think they want to keep putting a winning team out there every year. And they're not, I don't, I can't see them being one of those teams tanking, you know, I can't see. And I think that's the other thing is like, they like to win. They don't want to, that would kill Vrabel, you know, like do a two, a two win season, you know, he would just be going through like eight packs a day. I don't think he'd survive it. So um, from a fan, like a small market standpoint, and I think the guys who are running the team, you know, I think I can appreciate that they're competitive every year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and so clearly we got a little bit more uh, clarity on like what our team's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we saw some moves that took place. Were there any moves that kind of took place that were surprising to you when it came, when we kind of had to trim our roster down to kind of meet the deadline? Well, I think first of all, we got to pour one out for the previously longest tenured Titan, our guy, Brett Kern. Um, He's like, I mean, I think we've been spoiled basically transitioning right from Craig Hendrick to Brett Kern. And I think, I mean, I was saying last year, some of those, he wasn't himself kicking last year. So I didn't think it was going to be out of the question that he gets cut. Uh, he got cut for this season, but it wasn't like they were going to save that much money by doing so. And I, th- I still think he can be a punter in this league, but ultimately like Stonehouse kind of forced their hand in how good he played this preseason. And if you look at how long Kern was here, it was like, I want to say like 12 years, 13 years, somewhere in that. So like, you can have that from Ryan Stonehouse, you know, you're going to get one to two years left of Kern. So I don't think they want to let him walk out out the door. And so I think it was a really tough decision. I I saw that like both Vrabel and Robinson met with him to do that, which isn't, you know, standard for a a cut at this time of year for just anybody, especially special teamers. So he's, he's a respected dude in the locker room. Um, Here's a question though. Like obviously a great Titan, I don't, I don't know if he's better than Craig Hendrick. He's right there. Some people were saying a ring of honor. As much as I love Brett Kern, I, I don't know if a punter can necessarily get in the ring of honor. What are your thoughts there? He's pretty close, man. Uh, just You're going to do it. Yeah, put him in there. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you uh, if, if we got to do it, I mean, he's pretty damn close, dude. Like, I can't think of somebody. I would say – He's been one of the most consistently consistent players that we've had 
for like seasons where it's like, man, I tell you what, no matter what's been going on, we know who's going to show up. It's going to be Kern. Like we've been saying that for the long, we've always said it. So I think he's, he's kind of earned the right to kind of do that. He's, he's had the pro bowls. He's like his, his stats speak for themselves. I, somebody had a tweet about it where they had like his stats pulled up and like his punts inside the twenties and like the, like the things that he was able the way he's able to flip the field. It's just, I don't know. He was huge. The way he was able to kind of give us some, uh, the like flip the field for our defense mm-hmm. and kind of put us in good spots like that. I mean, that stuff matters when you're able to kind of put your defense in a good spot to, to start a, uh, to start a defensive possession out. Uh, it, it really makes a defense sometimes look a little bit better than they are. And yeah. I think that that is, that's something that I don't think Kern uh, gets enough credit for. I think that, I think that a lot of Tennessee fans give him a lot of credit for it, but uh, if if there has to be a opponent to go up there, obviously it would definitely be him. We they they may have to consider. Yeah, I I, I guess my thing is is if you look at true Titans, like you know, obviously uh, Bruce Matthews is in there. He's probably more of an Oiler late late years Titan. Right. Basically, you got Eddie George, Steve McNair, and Frank Wycheck. Nobody else is up there. You know, it may be Kern. I can't see Kern being the fourth guy. I guess no, is what I'm saying. you can't follow I, up. You can't follow up those three guys with a punter. I understand that. I understand. You that. At least let someone else get in there. First. I understand that. I understand that. I mean, yeah, it'd be hard for me to say that he should get in over a guy like Chris Johnson. Like, yeah. Like, so I get that. I but get I, that. I mean, three, three pro bowls is obviously nothing, nothing to sneeze at there. Um, so yeah, we've been we've been really lucky with how good of punters we've had. So ho- hopefully Stonehouse can that can be that guy. And if nothing else, he has an elite punter name. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, I'm just already ready for Mike Keith like saying, you know, he housed one inside. <laughs> wow, like he's gonna have some some good slogans there. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's got he's got the flow too. So I'm looking looking forward to seeing what he can do. But you know, as as soon as uh, like the first time he kicks one through the end zone, someone be like, "Oh, Kern would have caught from corner that one." Like, <laughs> it's not going to take too long. So oh, it's, it's going to be the film. It's going to be in two weeks. I mean, the first yeah. the first time that he doesn't punt one and then it go inside the twenty, everybody's going to be like, "Oh man!" Like, it's gonna. <laughs> I mean, the kid literally is just going to come out have just like a little bit of jitters because he's taking over for a legend. Yeah, it's going to be like, "Oh man, here we go." But from what I heard, Kern said the first time he saw this guy kick, he was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, he said there's only like three or four guys he's seen he's seen who can kick a ball like that, yeah. which I was kind of laughing. I was like, man, Brett, like, shut, like, shut up, dude. Like, do you want to keep your job? I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. He's, yeah. he's honest and he's not going to be vindictive or anything like that. So, I mean, um, I mean, there's a chance that there's a chance that this man might go to Buffalo. So. Yeah, yeah, he could he could be on the on the wrong side of some coffin corners here soon. Yeah. I mean, that would be if I'm him. That's like you know, it's the place I want to go. Yeah, it's I, the I'm not storybook. You go back to where you grew up. Yeah, and you ride off into the sunset and yeah, maybe I'm... maybe get a Super Bowl. I mean, look at what happened to Suck Up. Right, cut his ass, goes to Tampa, gets a ring. Like yeah. it's gonna be like that's all our uh, special teamers go um, right off into the sunset and get a ring. And I read that, that I, Randy's I, gonna go to like the the Rams here in a year or two. I, I read something about that where somebody said that, 
suck up got lucky when that happened with him in Tampa. If Kern's gonna have his pick where he goes, if it, yeah, and so like the Bills thing is just gonna kind of land on his land mm-hmm. in his lap because of the punter in Buffalo being a complete idiot, and he's just gonna have he's gonna be able to kind of land on a Super Bowl favorite if he wants to. Yeah, so that, it's a little different, but uh, I, if I if I was him, that's where I would go. I saw something about Indy. I was like, no way, I go to Indy like for what? But uh, that like yeah, Buffalo would definitely be a good pick, and it'd be. They'd be stupid if they hadn't already called him to kind of talk. Like, listen, like, we only give us a year. Fuck it. Like, yeah. Like, that, like that's all. That's all, that's all he probably wants. Is he, he's got another maybe two years left. And then he's, yep. he's, I don't think he'll have the leg for it anymore. Yeah. I'm actually hoping he does go to Buffalo um, just because th- there was another punter released, I think, for the Broncos, who was another like top punter. And so um, I think. You probably don't want the good guy on Indianapolis. Honestly, you probably want him out of the division. But I, I just couldn't do. I couldn't do Kern in the Colts uniform. Just It'd couldn't be so do. Weird. It. It'd be so so weird. I'd rather. I hope. I hope Buffalo signs him. We'll take our lumps with if Indy gets that other guy. But yeah, right. best of luck to him. Um, Greg May. Greg Maven. Uh, wasn't he like a huge? Wasn't he like a great special team guy for us for a while? Hasn't he been with us for a couple of years? He's been on and off. I feel like um, I think he's been on and off for like two years. He's like a he's one of the bigger cornerbacks we've had. Yeah. Um, and he he didn't he got cut in the beginning last year, and then we brought him back. Mm. I think after Farley got hurt, um, and he stuck around after that. I tell you what, um, I, what's his name had a great Theo Jackson had a great last game. And then, of course, he just didn't – he didn't make the cut, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah, talking about guys like that, I think he was he was a little surprising. Um, I guess he was surprising in some ways because it did seem like they liked him. He played pretty solid. You know, he was just drafted this year. But I don't know. He'd been banged up. And I know a lot of people were predicting him to make the team, but I'm like – they're trading for this many safeties like they can't feel super great about right. him right now right. right so um he seems like a perfect fit to get on the practice squad though um so i, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him on the field at some point you know i think i think he better be on the practice squad mason kinsey damn it yeah <laughs> mason kinsey yeah. better be on the practice squad i'm gonna ryan man <laughs> uh yeah it's yeah so Let's let's do this. Let's go through real quick uh, what the fifty three looks like. So obviously we got Tannehill and Malik. I don't know. Are you were you surprised that Woodside got cut? I think I had after week one. I was like, I think Malik is good enough to just be quarterback two, and at the very least, Woodside. Nobody's gonna want Woodside. You can put him on the practice squad if you really want. Yeah, you put him on the practice squad. Yeah. I didn't think oh. he, I, I didn't think he'd get cut. You didn't think he'd get cut? Yeah, I think I think uh, I mean I don't think they wanted to cut him. I think he just played. And granted, you know he was behind like bottom of the barrel offensive lineman, but he played so bad in those games. You know, I know he had the touchdown run, but yeah. he uh, he threw like what three or four interceptions. Yeah, listen, Logan Woodside will never be a starter for this team. We, no. I let me go ahead and say that right now. All right. So, I got jumped 
on Twitter whenever I made the post that I made because obviously I'm I'm in the I'm in the stands. I'm fired up like everybody else. I'm live tweeting in the stands. Did you get that jumped for? That's not that hot of a take or anything. Right. So, so yeah. like p- people are like, no, you crazy when he's hugging people because he's saying goodbye. I'm like, no, he's hugging because they're celebrating because he had a great <laughs> play. But I'm like, oh, that's what that was. My bad. I misread that. But listen, that's not the point. The point of the matter is, is the only reason the only reason that Logan Woodside has stuck around for all these years is because of the fact that he knows the system so well. Yeah. That anytime, if anybody goes down in the third quarter or fourth quarter, Logan Woodside knows enough plays to come in and knows how to throw a couple passes that you might need. Like, yeah, he threw he threw those bad interceptions. It's in preseason. I get it, but I, I mean, it is what it is when it comes to those situations. I, he's he's never going to be a starter. Yeah. Like, but that backup kind of guy that you just kind of want to have in there because he knows the system. Yeah. And I think that that was kind of the fact of where I'm kind of like in my head, I'm like, all right, well, you got to bring in another guy now to kind of like do the, do the same thing. Like, so, uh, I mean, that's kind of where my head was kind of like with it. They've been there for a while. So I don't even know. He seems like he's going to be one of those guys that just kind of ends up retiring and second string guy. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to like Akron or wherever he was from. Just coaches high school football. I mean, yeah, we got pretty lucky. We never had to that Tannehill stayed healthy in these past yeah. few years, and that yeah. we never had to see Woodside in any real action. Yeah. Um, I do think that they will add a veteran QB, whether it's Woodside or someone else on the practice squad. Because I think even though like Malik was really promising the preseason, obviously, like I think kind of what you were saying, they want to trust someone to be able to run their offense, and Malik as like again he took awesome strides from week one to week three and making decisions and not not holding on to the ball forever but i feel like they still want a veteran presence out like on the team so i i'd keep an eye on matt barkley because that's kind of a best of both worlds he knows the system because he was on the team last year mm-hmm. and i think you know they gave it to woodside i think because he's the incumbent but i think matt barkley's a better quarterback he's definitely a better quarterback and another guy to look at who I don't know necessarily better, but is AJ McCarron because he was with Tim Kelly um, in Houston for two years. So that could be a guy that they could bring in. So the other thing I'm thinking of too, is at this point, you know, you want to develop Malik, right? Right. So, you know, forgetting the Tannehill mentor stuff, I do think he's going to be helpful to Malik's development, but a guy like Matt Barkley being in the room with Malik, who's in his thirties and has seen, has been in so many teams. He's at USC. I think he's going to be much more beneficial to helping with Malik's development and, you know, talking with him, like, what do you see here? No, well, here's in my experience, blah, blah, blah. Then Logan Woodside, who went to a Mac school has never started a game. Yeah. Matt Barkley played, played in the NFL in college. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really hoping that they bring in a more experienced guy, you know, A, because I think one of those guys would be preferable to Logan Woodside if they had to play for some reason. Um, And B, I think that's just going to help with Malik's development. So, but I think that Woody is uh, Rabel's boy and will be on the coaching staff as soon as he wants to hang it up. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, Logan, one of those guys with – Certain people have certain love for it. It's what it is. I got no problem with him. Like I said, the guy knows the system. 
I love yeah. he, he can be a quarterback. He can come be a quarterback assistant coach or something like that. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, not a or quarterback just be coach. A, hold hold all variables dip cans. Yeah, there you go. He he can be the guy grab his belt or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you're going down the list. Yeah. So running back, Derrick Henry. Surprise, surprise. Hassan Haskins, Dontrell Hilliard. The the surprise was Julius. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, were about in, we were talking about We were talking in the stands that everybody was saying Chestnut was not going to make. It. Yeah, I think I don't think anybody was predicting it and i will say you always have to take the first 53 with a grain of salt right because there's always going to be some roster churning so chestnut seems like he might be one of the guys like if they sign a veteran or pick up someone on waivers that he will be one of the first to go so well i'll be surprised maybe if he sticks long term but i don't think it's too crazy that he he stayed he didn't look bad no, I think he kind of ran the ball better than Haskins, at least yeah. in a couple of the games. Haskins is probably a more complete player. But if they think Chestnut can, you know, make a difference on special teams, um, that's kind of what they brought uh, Trenton Cannon in for. So he kind of takes that role. Yeah, yeah I, I, w- I will be surprised if he stays on long term. But I think Rabel really likes to reward, like, hard work and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's out of, like, sacred heart. So I, it's – just making the team, even if he gets shipped to the practice squad in a few days, is, is a big win for him. Success story for sure. Yeah. So I will be I would be interested to see like if he does stick on the 53. Like, is he gonna get carries before Haskins? I don't know. I or how much is like Hilliard gonna get all the is he just gonna be a third down back? I don't know. That'll be interesting to see because Derrick Henry can't I don't want to see him at maximum workload again. Is, is so. Hilliard healthy? I think so. I think he played a couple preseason snaps. So I haven't seen that. He he didn't even dress out last game. He was in yeah. he, he was just in a jersey. Yeah, I think I think he's good to go. Okay. Um all right, wide receiver. Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook Akine, Kyle Phillips, and Racy McMath. Although there's the news that Racy is gonna head to the PUP, which means he'll be out four games. So the Titans only have four wide receivers basically mm. okay. uh and two of them are rookies one is a 30 year old coming off an acl tear and then nick westbrook akine so like mm-hmm. makes me a little nervous sam I, I i do think that and rabel always likes veterans right he, he hates having to trust rookies unless they exactly know what they're doing so i don't know if it'll be week one but i think we'll, we'll see a veteran ad at some point got to um, Got to. I think you just there's too many question marks and you need more depth. Um, Got to. Hey, I, listen, call Terrell and see what he's doing right now. Yeah, he's running that forty. Like my, I mean, my man, still he still got it, man. Call him right now. I don't care. I, I think it was a little bit favorable timing. They timed him at what, like a four three nine. I don't care. If, I don't care if it was a four or five now. Yeah. Call him up. That my, he's <laughs> he on. Looks, my he looks good. I'll give him that. No, no, but for real, there, there's a we may have to actually. I the thing is, is you know more than I do what names are out there. Right I think that I mean I think the the one that makes most sense is Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. I mean he's coming from Tim Kelly's offense. He what the Titans need because I'll look at all these guys are great at working underneath, but they need the guy who can stretch the field. Now I do think Traylon Burks is going to be able to do that to an extent, but he just doesn't have a lot of experience being you know the, an X receiver. He worked from the slot almost exclusively in college. So that's going to be a, an adjustment for him. So to get a veteran who can do that, um, 
because even if Racy was healthy, I mean, he has eight career receiving yards and like two big plays in the preseason. Like I'm not, I'm I'm excited by his promise, but I'm also, he wasn't someone I wanted to depend on, even if he was healthy. So Will Fuller, I know there's the injury issues, but the familiarity with the offense and like the kind of player he is, I think would be the biggest fit. Um, I was hoping maybe Steve Slayton would get released. It looks like he's going to make the initial team. Um, you know, Denzel Mims has been thrown around. There's there, there will be guys there who can offer some speed. Um, but what I think could also happen is because I mentioned this on Twitter. If you sign a veteran like Will Fuller, their base salary is going to be fully guaranteed if they're on the team for week one. So I could see them waiting to week two to do anything like that, because especially with a guy like Will Fuller, you know, with the injuries, you don't want him to go down and have to pay him all his money. So wait one week, I could see them, you know, signing Dez, Mason, Kinsey, and Cody Hollister to the practice squad and calling two of those guys up to fill out the depth for week one and then bring uh, Will Fuller in week two. Um, granted it depends how like competitive it is to like sign these veterans. Cause I, I bet everybody's trying to do that. Right. Um, but I, I could, I would, I would caution Titans fans not to panic if they haven't signed someone for week one, cause they might be waiting to do that. That definitely makes the most sense. I would definitely wait too. All right. Uh, what's next tight end? Pretty unremarkable. Austin Hooper, Jeff Swain and Chig. Um, um, I yeah, I don't think there was anything. I think Tommy Hudson. Hang on, hang on. your your volume went way up. Went way up. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened. I got real excited about Chig. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you're good. I didn't. Um, I didn't see a lot out of our tight ends at all this preseason. I really, really was leaning hard on the fact that we were going to be able to have some really good tight end play because I was worried about what we're going to get out of these receivers. Well, you know who got released today, don't you? Uh, A couple guys, actually. Anthony Ferkser and Michael Pruitt. So Really? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them – I mean, we, you know, we made all the jokes about Arthur Smith signing all the, the former Titans – but he just like cleaned house of those guys. He cut Ferkser, he cut Michael, he cut Cam Batson, um, he cut someone else, and then he also cut Tyler Vrabel. Really, a real dig there. Getting oh. Vrabel's son out. Oh, he said, "I got that fool." Yeah, he said, he said, "You can have this trash." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, all those guys are available now, so I wouldn't be surprised. I'd take Ferks back. See, I'd take Michael because Ferkser can't block. You need a yeah, guy. He can't. He can't block. That's true. Block. So I take. I take one of them. Man, somebody got be. We need. We somebody. No, we need a receiver, man. I'm sorry. We need a receiver. Yeah. No, if I'm gonna. Not. If I'm gonna spend a roster spot, I'd rather a receiver. But yeah. I. I. I guess I'm thinking I could see like Michael ending up on the practice squad or something. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was better than Swain was last year. So. Yeah, you were saying that. So. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I saw Paul Kaharski saying that they could use another another body there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put in a claim for someone, um, yeah. but we'll see. So offensive linemen, 
Uh, we got Luan, Aaron Brewer, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, NPF, Jamarco Jones, Raidens, Corey Levin, and Dennis Daly. Um, obviously, Raidens has just been cheeks this whole preseason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm bummed too because, like, that's that's who you wanted. Like, if you were a Titans fan, you wanted him to succeed at right tackle because they yeah. used high draft capital. It was obvious they gave him like every opportunity to win the job. But again, he was just cheeks. So you got the rookie who I, I mean MPF did solid, but I don't think he like blew the doors off. It was just Raidens was that bad. And then they went and traded for another tackle because he was that bad. So that's it's pretty disappointing. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are bashing that draft, and rightfully so. Like um him and Fitzpatrick were in the same one. That was a weird year, man, because that was the year that all the college guys played during the 2020 COVID year. Mm-hmm. So, and well, and Raidens didn't even play. So they're looking, I think is I think that really messed with a lot of those guys from that class. Like Alex Leatherwood was just released and Tevin Jenkins is trying to get traded. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's disappointing on that front, but hopefully, you know, if MPF is that guy, He's getting those reps in this year, um, and it'll pay off down the road. So no no huge surprises there, minus trading for Dennis Daly, who doesn't seem to be that good. Like, I don't really know why he was the guy they zeroed in on. It's always – I don't know about you, Sam. Anytime a guy is traded for, I always go and look at um, the opposing – the team he's coming from, that what their fans are saying on Twitter – and like the first thing I saw was like, thank God he's gone. And like, <laughs> it was like the picture of the like Michael Jordan holding the uh, the championship trophy, crying. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I was like, oh sweet. And like, oh. and everything else was like, oh man, he was just gonna get released anyways. We got a pick out of it, so I'm like, oh sick. Oh, <laughs> oh. So not, not not too much to be excited about there. You got you got the welcome. Yeah, yeah. God, that's what I'm. Uh, so the offensive line is our biggest question mark, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, Lawan Jones and Davis, we know what we're going to get out of them. They should be solid, right? Can Brewer hold his own at left guard, and can MPF do all right? That's that's going to be a a big impact on how the season goes. So, we'll see what happens here. Um, defensive line, they went pretty heavy on this group. Jeffrey Simmons, Nico Rotri. Tier Tart, Naquan Jones, Demarcus Walker, Deshaun Hand, and Kevin Strong. So not many people had Hand and Strong making the team. I thought Hand was going to make it, and that's who I was rooting for. Um, you know, Autry and Demarcus Walker are, you know, defensive linemen, but they play a lot of edge too. Um, and they're kind of those tweener guys who are like 270 to 280. And Tier Tart and Naquan Jones are you know, beefier, but not too explosive. And Deshaun hand, I think is a good, a good defensive lineman who has some juice. And I think his rookie season, he was like a top five interior defensive lineman by pro football focus. And then he's gotten hurt ever since. So if he can stay healthy. Um, I think he could be a big addition. Um, and then, and then I saw Kevin strong made the team, which is a little surprising. He seems like a guy that can go down to practice squad as well. Um, I think he but, had a really he had a really good last preseason game. Did he? Yeah, he's always around the football and playing well. So yeah. 
Um, I, I think it's a pretty strong group. And I know not many people predicted they keep that many defensive linemen, but I think at, at a certain point, you got to keep better players over like, you know, oh, we can keep an extra linebacker who's worse than Deshaun Hand. I think at a certain point, you got to be like, keep the better players mm-hmm. and then you can always get the replacements, you know, from your practice squad or something. It's like so that. nice to be able to rotate in defensive linemen to keep them fresh like that, though. Oh, yeah. And they're all versatile guys who, yeah. you know, and that's a big thing is moving people all around. And that's why, like, going to the edge, they only kept four guys, Harold Landry, Bud Dupree, Ola, and Rashad Weaver. But the thing is, Danico Autry and Demarcus Walker will line up at edge a good right. amount this year, especially on the early rundowns. Yeah. So they can afford to go lighter on that group because those other guys can play edge. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people are like, oh, they have four edge. Well, they, I mean, Autry played edge a lot last year, and Demarcus Walker is even smaller. So he'll, he'll be out there as well. So Super think, excited. Super excited that Weaver's back this year. Also, yeah. hands down, the most impressive player of the preseason for me, uh, especially on, de- on defense. Not even close. He's, yeah, he literally was a monster. He makes his presence known. He's just yeah. a big body. Yeah, he'll be good depth there. Um, David Anene was another guy I thought in the preseason kind of showed up. Like he was he swatted a lot of passes got to the quarterback. Um, I think, I think he could be, I think he's gonna make the practice squad and could be the eventual like Ola replacement. Mm-hmm. Like they're similar, but an is like better length. So I, I bet he's going to be one of the priorities to get on the practice squad. Um, and I hope he makes it because he's a guy that I, I think has a lot of promise. Uh, inside linebacker. Um, Pretty simple. David Long, Zach Cunningham, Chance Campbell, the rookie, and Dylan Cole. I mean, Monty Rice is on the PUP, so we just got to pray that Long and Cunningham can stay healthy for the first four games. Because Cam, I mean, Campbell looked good in the preseason, but he's an he's a six what six or seventh round rookie. Never want to be rolling that guy out, yeah. especially with how complicated I think Vrabel's defense is and what they ask of their guys to do. Yep. Um, like a guy like Rashawn who just can't keep up with it is going to struggle. <laughs> so Dylan Cole um, is pretty good too. He beat out Joe Jones and Jack Gibbons who I thought had a chance because they both had been good in preseason and camp, but Cole had that, awesome hit last year so that's really all i remember about him but that was he forced a good fumble on the kickoff return so if he can stay healthy he'll be all right too uh the defensive backs is an interesting group if you go cornerback christian fulton caleb farley elijah molden roger mccreary ugo amadi who i think is going to be a safety too he's i'm the list i'm looking at has him as a cornerback uh, and Trey Avery. Trey Avery was a surprise. I, I've like seen him a couple times, but I, I haven't heard a ton of people like, oh, Trey Avery's definitely making this team. Yeah. He's a late round, an undrafted free agent from Rutgers um, who kind of snuck on. And he, kind of like Julius Chestnut, I could see being one of the first guys that gets cut if they got to mm. shake stuff up. Um, they should get another roster spot initially when they let go of McMath. And then they probably have those two guys who would come off the board afterwards. Um, but good for him making the team. I kind of thought Shaker Brown would have made it had he not gotten hurt. But Trey Avery sneaks in there. Uh, lastly, safeties. 
well, I guess we can get a specialist. We can't, can't forget the kickers, but uh, uh, Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker, AJ Moore, Lonnie Johnson, and Josh Kalou. Uh, like you said, Theo Jackson is kind of surprising. AJ hasn't really done too much, but I think he's supposed to be a solid special teams player. Um, and I've liked what I've seen out of Lonnie Johnson, big athletic dude who I think they're going to put all over the field. Yeah. So kind of, I bet, I, I bet he's going to play the Crookshank role this year. Um, so I, I think he's going to be an important piece going forward. And they've got all these, so many of these guys can play both cornerback and safety. I feel like it's almost positionless right. outside, you know, maybe Bayard in the outside corners. Like all these dudes are just going to be rotating around which will be good in terms of confusing defenses. So pretty solid squad there. And then to wrap it up, Randy Bullock, you know, we already talked about Stonehouse and Morgan Cox is back. So, um, Hey, fat Randy, not so fat. Has he dropped a few? Yeah, he dropped a, dropped, dropped a few. He dropped about 20, 25. Did he? Yeah, I man. I mean, is he going to have enough oomph? Like, that's what I was worried about. I was like, man, that's like thick thighs. You know, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he was kicking some boomsticks. I mean, he looks like he might be getting more rotation. I don't know. We need to stop calling. I mean, we probably should stop calling him Fat Randy, anyways, just because it's, it's not nice. Yeah. Now that he's not Fat Randy, that's got to be like he's going to be like, "I lost the weight. Come on, like start calling, like, like, start calling Randy Jackson." Now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's been he's been kicking well in preseason though. So maybe maybe he's got a little bit better rotation in the hips. Yeah. An extra twenty. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think nothing I was too shocked about. I mean, you're basically trading out, you know, back level or, or bottom of the roster dudes for another one. So I think now is just, we wait and see if any waiver claims go in. Is there anyone in particular you've got your eye on? Uh, to be honest, no, because that was, that was what I was kind of wondering. It's because I know that we had talked, you had brought up Will Fuller, this is the second season in a row that you've talked about it. Yeah. And um, I think now more than ever would be more one of the times where I think wide receiver is kind of one of the one places where we kind of have to look. The defense, not so much because of the fact that until I actually see that defense not perform, I can't say anything. Uh, that offense, however, there's so much shakeup on there. I mean, I don't, I don't know how that offense is going to do when it gets back. I need yeah. to see what that offensive line does, how that, how that right side is going to hold up, and then I need to see what it's going to be like on third and seven, third and nine, third and twelve, because you're going to have mistakes. Obviously, you're going to have some holds, so I need to see what it's like whenever we get in that position where you got to throw it across the middle to move the chains. Who are we throwing? Yeah, and we don't really know like what the passing offense is. I mean. It's all new wide receivers besides NWI. And it's supposed to be all new passing schemes with Tim Kelly. So, like, who knows? You know, they never really show what their hand is going to be in the preseason. So, um, it'll be interesting to see, like, what the snap counts are. Like, you know, the spread between Phillips and Burks. And I think Austin Hooper could be a sneaky big factor in this offense. Um Tannehill just loves guys he can trust. So it'll, yeah, I'm, it, it feels weird that the season's two weeks away because the offense kind of seems in, incomplete, but hopefully we see a couple more additions roll through. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Well, we got, um, 
we got two weeks and we'll see exactly what we're looking like. But um, if you had to give us a, uh, give us a grade for what you've seen on the preseason, uh, what's your grade? I'd say a, a solid B. Um, I mean, I don't feel like any major starters were out there playing. So um, I think a lot of that revolves around bleak, right? Like I, I think he basically did everything you could ask him to do as a, you know, quote, quote, unquote, development project. Um, you know, I was reading a guy on the athletic today who said he was a lot further along than he expected him to be. So like everybody, everybody knew it'd be a project, but um, I think he was further along than he expected to be. And he can show that he takes coaching and, and makes improvements. So um, yeah. And now it's funny, like we're not going to see him for a year. That's the weird. I mean, barring injury, of course. Right. But like, yeah, we don't we don't want Tannehill to get hurt because, as good as he looked, I don't think he's he's necessarily ready to be a starter. Um, but if Tannehill doesn't get hurt, we're not going to see him for a year. So we just got to hope that he's you know taking it all in. And again, that's why I think getting a veteran QB uh, will be good to get in there. Um, maybe too. Yeah, maybe too. Um, I do think. It's kind of been funny how much Traylon Burks has played in the preseason without doing too much. And a lot of that was because, like, there are a lot of shots of Malik holding on to the ball too long. Way too long. And so I think Malik could surprise – or uh, Traylon could surprise some people week one. I mean, I was looking back. I know people don't like to compare Traylon to AJ, but looking back at AJ, I think he was hurt a lot of the preseason and had, like, maybe one catch for 10 yards. And then came in week one and went three for a hundred and a touchdown. So um, I think they're going to try and get the ball in his hands with a lot of space. And so I think that was a good thing that they did was just give him a ton of reps. Cause like I said, he just ran from the slot in college and he needs to like learn the different kinds of routes and stuff. So I, I think as far as the grade, yeah, it's a B cause they really focused on development. Uh, it'd probably be higher if radiance wasn't cheeks. So I'm going to play <laughs> Blame him for bringing the grade down. Yeah, I'd probably go B minus just literally just because of the fact that I was losing my mind because of the fact that everybody was so excited over some of Malik's run plays. And I'm like, I know he can run the ball. I don't yeah. want to see him run the ball. Yeah. Like, it's not what is going to win us a Super Bowl here in Tennessee. And he got smoked on a couple of those too. It's like, come yeah. on, dude, don't get yourself hurt. Like, right. And that's right. part of what I think Vrabel was mad about was just throw it, like get rid of it, don't take a shot. Yeah. So if he he fixes those leaks, throws the ball, trusts his arm a little bit, then I think he I think yeah, yeah I do. I mean, you think can't he, get too you can't get too mad at like a sixty yard run. I mean, yeah, of, course, of course not. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think the kid is a athlete. He's very special. Obviously, he's one of the he's, he's the fastest player on the field at that moment. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that. Yeah, we get we do have a special athlete. I just want to be able to, I want to see him sling it a little bit. Yeah, if he wants to be one of the greatest, he's not. He, he needs to be a more complete player. Yep. Because um, he can already do that, so he's got to work on what he struggles with, not what he's already good at. Yeah. Well, that's our fifty. There's our uh, there's our uh, fifty-three man roster. So obviously, we'll see. There's going to be some more moves, but as Nick said, don't panic because we know that week one may not be the complete story that. We uh we have gone into the whole season. I'm sure Titans fans will take that. I mean, nobody ever panics on Twitter, so nope. they'll be nope. very reasonable and patient with everything the Titans do. So it's, I know I can I know I can trust them. 
it's been it's it's been super subtle. I'm a ser- I'm sure it's it's gonna amp up so much next week. Yeah. But, uh, I'm gonna enjoy the piece while we have it, and then uh, we'll be back next week. And I'm sure next week we'll have plenty to talk about because you guys will definitely be uh, on your best behavior. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. With one one uh, at that point, games within a week. I'm sure everybody be very well reasoned and optimistic about the season. So. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'll be back then, uh, guys. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, please be sure that you hit a five star review. Uh, five star yeah five star review leave us a little uh review with words on there talk about leaving you leave us any kind of questions you might have any kind of comments you can also follow us on twitter leave us any questions you might have uh be sure you follow us on the socials you have as well uh be sure to also subscribe subscribe and subscribe as well uh i'm super pumped about the season and I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. And I also want to say that I have no problem with Derrick Henry's hair. I don't want to hear anybody's mouth about it. <laughs> but until people saying they don't like it, people say they don't like it. Wow, it looks awesome. I don't know, man. That's it looks. Cool. I I like it better. I know. I got people. Kind of. It's kind of giving like Stephen Jackson vibes. I was man, a Stephen Jackson guy. Right. I got. Pe- I'm telling you right now, Derrick Henry comeback player of the year. Book it. It's going down. I can't going. believe people aren't liking it. That's it's going, people on my nerves. Disappointing. People on my nerves about it in my section, man. It's getting on my nerves, but oh well. <laughs> it's going down. But we'll be back next week, guys. Be sure you listen. Until next time. Bye. Time up.